It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say at the start here, Shauna. Don't have any housekeeping. No. Don't have any shout-outs to make at the moment. I know, I was going through, I was like, do I have any shout-outs to make? I always just want to shout-out to all you. You guys are great, that's all. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Otherwise, we're talking to nobody. It's true. (laughs) It's true, yeah. Which would not be quite as much fun. Although, it's weird, because we're in the studio, we can't see you anyway, so it is kind of like I'm just talking to Beckler, but... Yeah. We don't know if there's two of you listening or... My mom said that the other day. She's like, it's always so nice to listen to you. She actually had the chance to listen. My parents don't listen very often, but um, her and my dad, I guess, listened yesterday. And she was just like, it's always just so fun to hear you guys. She goes, you just... It's just like you guys are having to, like, a conversation between the two of you. And it's all... And I was like, well, that is what it is, Basically mom. what it that's, is. That's yep. all we're doing. Which she's like, no, but it's just, it's great. There's something about it. I'm like, well, thank you. That's lovely. Thank mother. you, Mrs. Jefferson. So shout out to Mrs. Jefferson. Mama Jefferson. There was a conversation on the show today, uh, which you will hear shortly, where someone messaged and they're like, that was really awkward with my 14-year-old in the car. And we're like, yeah, sorry. That does happen sometimes. It does. And then I remember, you know, my boys listen to this podcast every night too. So sometimes it's awkward there as well, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, that's the way she goes. They're going to hear much more awkward things on. There's just at yeah, school, right? <laughs> at school, at, at and school, on the online, <laughs> uh, in TV shows. So yeah. good point. At least yeah. they can ask me about it, right? It's true. Uh, yeah, I won't even mention anything that's coming up. We'll just dive right into it after your out of context clip. I'd rather not see your nips at all or see them very erect. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Well, the old radio epidemic popped up in an un- unlikely place this week. Oh. For those who are unfamiliar, if you're new to the show, the radio epidemic is, if you listen to a lot of radio shows right now, they all follow the same format. They'll ask you a question. It's often a question that really doesn't matter. Yeah. And then they'll take phone calls and read texts Mm -hmm. in response to that. And Uh, uh, you can do this well, but a lot of the times it's just done where, you know, it elicits a one word answer. So it's not really entertaining to take that call and say yes or no. And uh, they'll just, you know, air calls, even if they're not very entertaining at all. Just for the sake of it, right? Just for for the sake of filling time. Um, So friend of the show, Jacob, sent me a piece from CBC. And they have a reporter out on the streets of Vancouver. I'll just play you this clip right here. This is... uh... We're in Vancouver today, and we're going to settle this debate once and for all. Do you like candy corn? I sure don't. Let's see what people have to say. Oh. No, if you caught that, he said, we're going to settle this debate once and for all. Do you like candy corn? I sure don't. Let's see what people have to say. And this, we've talked about before, is one of the topics that comes up every year. And so many different radio shows, TV shows, and everyone else will always post this just to get the big debate going, right? This is a radio epidemic all-timer. It it really is, yes. (laughs) And the answer, again, yes or no. It doesn't really elicit an exciting answer, right? It doesn't do anything for you listening, does it? You don't care what some caller thinks about candy corn. And Jacob said, this is your tax dollars hard at work. Stealing mediocre radio epidemic content. That is pretty bad. Wow. And you expect a little more out of CBC, don't you? Yeah. But now they're even getting into Mm. the crappy radio epidemic content. Might we see like public radio epidemic? Oh, jeez. Has this epidemic infected the public radio sphere as well? It sounds like it might have. So they're gonna, they're going to do these questions, but just in real pret- pretentious voices. Yes, in the very public radio Wait, voice. The way. mic's really loud. 
with your spit right in there. Mm, it's seven yeah. minutes past the hour. Mm. 8.37 in Newfoundland. This morning is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Mm. We'll speak to a professor of entertainment from Laurier University. Please reach out and let us know what you think. I wouldn't know. I don't watch mainstream movies. Coming up later, we'll discuss whether or not it's appropriate to put your Christmas decorations up before Remembrance Day. But right now, candy corn, how do you feel about it? Yes we'll, or no? We'll read a poem from Joni Mitchell on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> and then play a band that you've never heard of after that. This is the CBC. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So it seems as though there's a new fad when it comes to Halloween. And it's gifting kids some strange-ass things when they come to your door. So yesterday we talked about the couple who, as a joke, started giving two-liter bottles of Coke to see how people would kind of react to that Mm -hmm. because it's so heavy and you give it to a small kid and it's like, what are we doing? So that was kind of what they did. Then last year, I don't know if you remember this, but the trend of gifting potatoes to kids was a thing for a little bit. And the odd person was talking about gifting a potato and the odd kid would receive a potato. I forget where that started or what that came from. I saw a couple posts about that again this year, too. Yeah. I know that in my dad's hometown growing up, there was a woman that would give potatoes every year. And the kids would walk to the end of the driveway and fire them back at her house. And then the next day, she'd be out there scraping potato out of the stucco. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, and that kind of thing has happened few and far between a long time, but it just seems to be more and more frequent now. Because yes, this year, uh, two different friends' kids did get potatoes. Yeah. Okay, so that's more than I've seen. I think it's pronounced potato. Potato. <laughs> and then yeah, I do both. I like to switch it up. You know, potato or potato. Potato, potato, potato. Then uh, my boyfriend was telling me that his niece and nephew got packs of croutons from one house, <laughs> and packs of KD from another. Okay. Another friend got ketchup packets. In their kids. Ma- and I was just like, so this seems to be a thing now where we're just kind of like, let's toss in something funny and just see what happens. I wonder if it's a combination of one, people being funny. Yeah. Two, people just being a bit strange. Yes. And three, people being unprepared for children. So the unprepared so- for children thing, though, that makes no sense to me because... A, if you plan to not gift candy, you're not answering the door, right? People... Okay, you're not going to go dig around then? You don't have the... You you turn the lights off. Like, you're just typically... No, you don't open the door and then see a kid and go, oh... Oh, that's right. Right. This year, my boys got... The weirdest thing they got was like like a dried biscuit with raisin in it. Uh, was it even, prepackaged? Yeah. Oh, I forget okay. what it's called. There's a name for it, but All I'm, right. I'm drawing a blank on the name. But, but again, like, that's this? like a prepackaged thing, so <laughs> at least you've got that, right? Well, last year, they got seaweed chips at one house, which is a really weird one. That is. That's probably just a mom, though, intentionally trying to be healthy for the kids, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> um, and like, and, you know, there's things like toothbrushes, and you're like, I get that, yep. but no fun. But this is just a little bit stranger, like ketchup packets, really? <laughs> Potatoes? That seems like a joke. Although I kind of enjoy it a little bit because it was as long as you also give the kid candy. Yeah, if they're coming all the way up to your door and stuff, like yeah, like give them a pack of Smarties, and then if you want to throw in a joke, like and a ketchup packet or something, just for fun, I kind of like that. I'm like, it's kind of a way of morphing Halloween into have a little fun with it if you feel like it. Especially if you can disguise it in a handful of other stuff, Absolutely. so that when they get home and they dump it out, they're like, hey, there's a ketchup packet in here. Yeah, right. I think that that's okay, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, it just seems like a bit of a trend that we're seeing here. It's getting yeah. a bit weirder. Also, I just thought of whatever happened to raisins? Do kids get raisins anymore? The or is little that sun-made out? ones. The little that, sun-made. The hot chick on the box. Yeah, the hot chick, <laughs> and then you open it, and all the raisins would be glued together. It would be one giant mismatch right. of raisins. Nobody really wanted those either. But those <laughs> used to be gifted fairly often. What happened to those? Yeah, they're not doing raisins anymore, are they? Is, there's something controversial with the hot chicken. Is that what it is? Probably. <laughs> the Fangler and Shauna podcast. This was inspired by our friends uh, up at Edmonton Sports Talk. Uh, it's a new media team up there. After They all worked for TSN Radio. After yeah. the station got shuttered, they all got laid off and they mm-hmm. started their own thing. And I'm really cheering for them. I Me hope too. they all make a ton of money doing that. I agree. Um, but they were t- guys. I was checking them out on social media the other day and it got me thinking about this. Who is the GOAT of coaches? Oh. Who's the greatest coach of all time? I think they were talking about fictional coaches. They were drafting fictional coaches, yeah. but we could go real or fictional. Man, it's funny because I don't know if I know enough about coaches that are real. Okay. I mean, there's some obvious ones that I can think of right off the bat that would be in the conversation, like, well, Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman in hockey is probably the most decorated coach, right? Um, and then, like, Phil Jackson in basketball. Vince Lombardi, just because, I mean, the Lombardi Trophy is named after him, so that's that's a thing. Yeah, he was going to be... And in, football is a, is a sport where coaching matters so much, right? Yeah. So I was going to nominate Vince Lombardi as well. Um, uh, fictional, I've got... I mean, Ted Lasso, right? That's, ah, great coach. Great coach. I mean, he's kind of coach changed, you want to play for. That's it, and everybody knows who that is. Like, it was a weird cultural shift when Ted Lasso came out, right? And everybody, no matter what, was like, I love that show, and I love Ted Lasso, and so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd put that right near the top, too, if, if we're adding in fictional here. He's the, like the exact opposite of, like, the lunatic coach. Yes. <laughs> I had a few lunatic coaches. Uh-huh. It's interesting. Yep. Like, it's really interesting. It's a it's a it's a it's a good odd tactic, but it works for some. Garbage right? can kickers, screamers, yep. yeah. It does yeah, it does, does work for some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Who else would you put in the mix here? Gordon Bombay, the Minnesota Miracle Man. I don't know who that is. Uh oh. Yeah, that's a problem. You don't know who Gordon Bombay, the Minnesota Miracle Man is? What is it from? Emilio Estevez. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. Oh jeez. <sighs> Oh, see, that's, that's awful. That's a costly one. That is a huge one. Well, you no. know me in movie memories. Like, I don't have a memory for movies, and that's embarrassing. Now, I, I we should just end this now, and I need to go and watch Mighty Ducks again I think right so. The now. show is canceled. I can't believe I forgot that. I'm going. I'm going you right go now. Go watch D1, yeah. D2, and D3. Let's do it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Anything you'd like to say for yourself after that, Shauna? Well, no, I just I feel <laughs> bad that I didn't. Me and names, though, you, this is me and movies. This is why, like, trivia and stuff, I just doesn't work. That doesn't matter, though. Um, I will go watch Mighty Ducks tonight, because I actually do. I was thinking, I was like, the last time I watched that movie probably was... Like, I don't know. I've watched it. You watched it since it came out? Yeah, but it's been several years. Like, Cliff used to always be good, because he'd toss the Mighty Ducks on. He'd find it on TV somewhere, and we'd rewatch it. But yeah. we haven't lived together in... A long time, so it's been a, several years. I am going home, and I'm actually watching the Mighty Ducks. Do you think? Uh, do you think Cliff heard that you didn't know who Coach Gordon Bombay was? How would he I feel about that? I don't think so no? because I think we would no longer be together. <laughs> but he will listen to this podcast, so I'll let you know how that goes. Um, I was going to say Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi is a great nomination. That's another toss. I was like, he is. He's the best. He's the best. And he's come back with Cobra Kai and his legacy still lives on now. Yep. And yeah, yep. so he was going to be one of my top, if not my top. He's I think. the kind of guy you'd want to train with, right? Yeah, right?
Um, and he's old as hell and can kick your ass. So I was going to work my way around to this one and somebody texted too, but uh, Coach Herman Boone, Denzel Washington, and remember the Titans? Right. Who of course, is based on the real life Coach Herman Boone. Yep. Um, but Denzel's depiction of that movie was just fantastic. That would be another one where I bet you if you were to have said his name, I would have been like, who's that? And then I'm like, oh my god, because again, Remember the Titans is one of Cliff's favorite movie, movies, and I can remember it, but names, nope. Coach Carter, mm. very principled totally. coach. Totally, yeah. This person said, best coach of all time was my rep soccer coach from the early 2000s who unfortunately passed away early from a sudden heart attack, R.I.P. John. Still haven't forgotten him 23 years later. Coach John, we're going to put you in there too now. We'll mention you, Coach John. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, John, said Don Cherry controversial did one. have a segment called Coach's Corner. He sure did. Oh, look at this, John. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> so maybe Don Cherry then? Yeah, that's in the mix too. Oh, let me tell you about Shane Holmes too. Sponsor of this podcast. Been building houses since 1979. Good Calgary kids. Look at this. Check them out. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, better way to build. Let's go. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was reading about this new trend, Beckler. Um, it's nipple tape. But it makes your nipples look permanently erect <laughs> rather than... So I, I guess this has actually been around for a little while, but it's never taken off. And now apparently it's taking off a lot more. And it's kind of with the no bra trend, which we've seen, right, where you, you are displaying your nipples. Whereas before, nipple tape was used to cover the nips. You didn't want them to look erect, right, because then people would make the comments about it. And now we're going the reverse, where you want them to be extra pointy. Now we got false nips. We got McFalsies going on. We got some we? McFalsies going on. How do you feel about this, Beckler? I've always been very confused by pointy nipples. Okay. And whether or not it's something that we wanted. Fair. Or, you know? I, I think that might be an old school mentality, though, because I always felt the same way. We were growing up to learn to not display your nipples, to cover them up, right? Not to show them... Well, sometimes, I mean, headlights. Jennifer Aniston's nipples were out in basically the entire Friends series. You're right, yeah. She was one of the, she was, yeah, she was ahead of the trend, wasn't she? And then I had an elementary school teacher whose nipples were always very prominent, and mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how to feel about that. A lot of Even art teachers, time, art teachers, I found, didn't wear bras. It was very loose. Uh, there were some nips that were shown okay. in, the art, in the art world when I was growing up in high school and in middle school as well, I found. Uh, yeah. It's and I'm still not really sure point. how to feel about it. Okay. I mean, I don't hate it. No. I certainly don't hate it. Is it because you don't you don't know where to look though? Too. I think it's an extra <laughs> distraction. You know, sometimes you're like, I don't want to be rude, but you're sh you want me to look right because they're very erect, very pointy. So those nipples are they actually pointy? Or you got some kind of false nipples going on under there? or What? <laughs> yeah, are those the falsies or the real ones? Those the McFalsies? It's funny because I remember a moment that really stuck with me when I was younger, and it was a moment in Devil Wears Prada, that movie. And uh, there was a time where there were two models in the elevator, and right before they were entrance, like going into this grand ball, they tweaked their nipples to make them look more alert and perky. And I remember as a kid looking at that and taking note and being like, "More alert? Like, is that what I'm supposed to do? You know, that's what you're supposed to do to make them look a little more alive." Huh. And so I always was very confused by that moment. And I'm like, "Am I actually supposed to tweak my own nips before I enter a party?" Or I've also operated under the assumption that we're speaking about women here. Yes, you're right. Men are a whole different conversation, right? Mm. I never even thought about it, but it could expand to them too, couldn't it? A friend of mine recently kind of cleared it up, and she was like, nobody wants sad, flaccid nipples. No, it's like, true. I guess when you say it like that. You don't want halfies. I think that's what it is. I'd rather, I'd rather not see your nips at all or see them very erect, but the middle is the weird... What about just one? 
Yeah, you don't That's want That's fun, warm. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this one's got some attitude. This one's always a little this warmer. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We've talked about how I am on this bodybuilding forum. Uh, and again, I'm not playing on getting into bodybuilding. I'm not. but uh, It's a fascinating world, though, isn't it? It really is. So in bodybuilding, I didn't realize, but they are openly on steroids. So when you go into this forum, everybody is talking about the enhancements and like the drugs that they're on to try what, and enhance What their cycle things. is, yeah. In fact, I didn't realize, but there's like a special smaller category for natural bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. But the main category is not natural bodybuilding. It's known that the people you're up against, there's a good chance they're going to be on some sort of enhancing drugs. Oh, everybody is. And yeah, but it is funny that like the subcategory yeah. is just the natural one, right? right? It's not like... Bodybuilding and enhanced bodybuilding. Nope. It's nope. It bo- is bodybuilding. And then if you want to be one of the few that don't have something that you're on, then you can go into this smaller category and you don't make nearly as much money if it's natural and everything else. Right. And you're just, not as big. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was how this worked. And I was like, is this the only sport where they are just fairly open on being in enhancing drugs? Yeah. And I think... Like, I don't know, I don't follow it really closely, but I, you know, I know some people that have had a foot in that world, and I think they're very open amongst each other. Yeah. And a few of them are a little more open publicly about what they take and what, what they don't, but... But that's what I just noticed on this forum, is yeah, everybody's very open about it, and again, the way that you do these categories just makes it so it's pretty yeah. obvious that you're competing against people who are going to be on some sort of steroids... Or you're going into that very specialized small category, right? right? Which is really impressive. Some of the people, how big they can get without the help of steroids. Absolutely. Like but what's your take on this? Like, do you think that this is sh- how it should be that people are openly on these? Because these yeah. drugs, I mean, they 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 really you know affect your body and stuff. And the fact that we're encouraging the sport that I think everybody who does it is full aware of the risks mm. that come along with it. You know, yeah. I have a friend who uh, is very openly on steroids. And he told me he's just accepted that he won't live to be an old man. Wow. So Because it's so hard on your organs and stuff too, right? So yeah. he's very open about it. He'll talk about it. And, and I've, I think I've said this before, but the problem that I have with people who take steroids is when they lie. Yeah. So I think openness is the way to be because I don't like a lot of these influencers and stuff, these fitness influencers, a lot of the Hollywood celebrities and stuff too, who pretend that you can get that big and look Naturally. like that without steroids. And then... You have all these people who are chasing those goals and they can't. You just can't get there naturally. And so, it's simply unattainable. And then, yeah, you get people who are going to get into eating disorders yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So I just, it's the deception and the lies that I don't like. Like so You're right. I'm, if you're going to take it, then you should be open and for honest sure. with it. And I mean, it's kind of sticky because it's illegal, yeah. right? But I mean, I'm, a, I'm very, very much an advocate of do whatever you want with your own body if you're not hurting anybody else. It's you tough know? because so many people would be like, but the kids, like you're, you're encouraging kids to take these drugs. And it's like, well, otherwise you're encouraging kids to try and get to something that you can't get to. So what's worse or better? Yeah, it's way better to be to be open about it. Even you know, when I was growing up and I, and I liked pro wrestling when yeah. I was little, right? Like it was so obvious that all these guys are on a ton of steroids mm-hmm. and it, it's just necessary for what they do. Well, but... And it gets even muddier with other sports, right? Because there are a lot of people in other sports that are oh, yeah. on things and they pretend they're not. Mm-hmm. And again, that's tough for if you're trying to be a role model for kids. And sticky when it's like it, when it can get you banned from your sport. Yeah. Because then you can't really be open about it. But Yeah, people you look up to for a bunch of years, then it does come out and it's like, oh, 
What yeah. have I been looking up to? I think transparency is the way to go because yeah, then you can talk about the complications that come along with it. The mm-hmm. you know the, the safer way is to do it, and as opposed to just pretending that you know you got that big naturally. It's like totally. no, no, I just worked harder than everybody else. Shut up. Now shut up. So see your face. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I read a doozy of a conspiracy on Reddit yesterday in a thread. Okay. Uh, so I'm bringing it to you on Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. And this was just an internet comment from an anonymous person who claimed that they used to work for the company Ticketmaster. Um, so you can take that with a grain of salt. But there's, there's a pretty strong argument in favor of this conspiracy, which we'll get to in a moment. So this person was claiming that how this works is that Ticketmaster charges really high fees and then gives kickbacks to the artists and the record labels. And this allows Ticketmaster to be the bad guy in the eyes of the public, Mm. whereas the artist can still collect way more for their tickets, but they don't have to be the ones going out there and saying, this is our ticket price. So you're saying the artists are in bed with Ticketmaster. This is what this person was saying. They said they have an agreement that goes back decades where it's like, we'll charge more, we'll charge all this extra money in fees. Most of it will make its way back to you, the artist, hmm. and then we'll take the heat in public. And when you think about that, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Someone else in this thread, I think, made the strongest argument in favor of this, of this conspiracy theory and said, like, take someone like Taylor Swift. So tickets for her show, this tour that's going on right now, are you know a few hundred dollars, but they're selling for thousands on the resale market. Do you really see Taylor Swift, who is a billionaire now from music, and her label, and her people, allowing Ticketmaster to make thousands of dollars per ticket on the resale market without her getting a cut of that? Like, if she has a $300 ticket that sells for $2,300 in resale, mm-hmm. do you think she? They're just going to let that two thousand dollars extra go? But I thought, I thought the majority of those like resale tickets are just are scalpers trying to make that money, right? A lot of them are reserved by the ticket seller themselves. I think because mm. yeah, the, there's a big difference there, obviously, because scalpers can make a killing and they would jack up those ticket prices. Whereas, yeah, if they are actually reserved for sellers and the sellers are the ones jacking up the prices that's crazy because they reserve the right to withhold a certain amount of tickets to then release later on the resale sites right so Mm. see that's what's yeah we need to look into that because if that's the case that's crazy yeah because i i think that's that they make such a strong case there because there's like it's such a big business someone like taylor swift is such a big business yeah she's not gonna be okay with knowing that she's missing out on a few thousand dollars per but she's powerful enough that, and Ticketmaster would make enough money off of her that she could definitely negotiate with them, right? And say you're not allowed to, you know, sell tickets a certain way. Like so, if she she noticed they were doing this, she could, unless she's in on it, right? But instead of getting in on it, could she not just say, "Well, I'm not selling on your site then," and do it that way? Of course, too? she could. She's powerful enough. Yeah, she'd she do it that way, not through, get in a bed with them. But then she would have to be the one saying to her fans, "Tickets are two thousand dollars for my show." Which looks insane. But does she need the extra money at all to spend $2,000 on her show? She could probably just sell the tickets for the regular price and still make a killing. She could, but I mean, it's all money. It's all money. Like, you think they're just going to leave that much money on the table? That's fair. 
I thought that was a, a pretty strong argument. Yeah, that's, I mean... Like you terrifying. said, someone like Taylor Swift could just say, I've launched an app and you could only get tickets for my show through my app and all the money goes to me. Yep. But instead, she go, she's going to go through a, a site that's going to take most of the, the price of the ticket from her? There's no way. No. There's just no way. Yeah. I thought that was real spicy. That's, that's a... Real spicy. It's a spicy one for her. How many dead Paul McCartney's out of 10 does this one get? I'm going to give us one 16 dead Paul McCartney's out of 10. I, I would go even a little higher oh, myself. Oh, jeez. 18 of 18 them. 18 dead Paul McCartney's out of 10 is what I'd give it. Mm. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A friend of mine is a hairdresser and was telling me that she has $2,000 cutting shears. Whoa. $2,000 scissors. I had no idea that scissors could get that expensive. I knew they could get expensive, but not that expensive. I remember in elementary school, a hairdresser came for like career day or whatever and said that he had like six and $700 scissors, but, but 2000 $2, And when it, you look into it, I think they can get up to like 5000 Like you can spend a fortune on scissors. And it got me thinking about the most expensive thing you can invest in your job because any job that involves something highly specialized, there's always these types of items, right? And it right. seems like they can really get up there in price. And I guess when you think about it, like it's kind of their version of a knife. You want mm -hmm. super sharp scissors to cut hair, just like, you know, knives can get insane if you're a highly specialized chef or cook. Well, I do a bit of woodworking on the side and like some of these Japanese tool, uh, chisels and stuff are insane. Like. I was hundreds and that. hundreds of dollars for a single chisel, and it's all about like how it holds an edge. Yeah. So I'm sure the scissors are the, the very same thing, right? And I could see, I was thinking about other jobs like that, and I was like, what is the most expensive item like that, that specialized item that you can invest in? For radio, we don't really have much. It would, I guess, be headphones for us, right? Yeah. Because you can invest thousands and thousands on, say, microphones or production boards, but that's really if you have your own studio. Right. Whereas for us as DJs, when we show up here... Like the headphones are really all we could we could spend a fortune on if we wanted. Yeah, I mean we're sitting by quite a, a lot of money worth of gear right now. But yeah, it's not like ours, it's right? It's not ours. That's the company's. Yeah, these, these headphones I just got from uh, from our engineer. He just had some lying around. Gave these to me. Oh, yeah. I looked into some nice headphones a few years ago, but I think I was like, ah, do I really need those? I can hear myself just fine right now. That's so. it. Yeah, I'm too cheap to do that, but some people do, right? Like some people will bring in their own specialized headphones and they really invest in it. So that's a thing. Solid gold microphone. Yeah, that's Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh used to have a solid gold microphone. Unbelievable. There's a, there's a uh, very famous radio show in Australia too called Kyle and Jackie O, and Kyle has a solid gold microphone. That I don't know if it's actually gold. Obnoxious. But it's the most obnoxious thing ever. That is so. Like, but kick again, your own ass, man. Hey, hey. Like a friend of mine is a lawyer, and she has a two thousand dollar pen. Like you wow. can for pens, and that's because as a lawyer, right? Really, that's what the one thing I guess that you can bring around with you and have that's very expensive for signing I, contracts. Yeah, I guess suits too, but that's different. That's more along the fashion lines, but yeah, I mean, even carpentry. Oh man. Any of the trades, like you could spend a fortune on your tools. Yeah. I could see that getting really mm -hmm. intense. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad that we can't spend that much on headphones. Cause yeah, I mean that microphone is about as obnoxious as it gets for our, our profession. Imagine if I came in with a, if I replaced this microphone with a solid gold one tomorrow, Sean, what would you say? <laughs> I would say, yeah, go outside and kick your own ass. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Well, the scandal of the day, the scandal du jour. Did you see the photo uh, Prime Minister Trudeau tweeted out, tweeted out of him and his son in their Halloween costumes, Shauna? I actually, I didn't. No? How did I not see that? Uh, if you don't go on 
Twitter. Maybe you'd yeah, you I kind seen of avoided it. it for a while. Twitter. I found myself on Twitter yesterday, and then I saw saw this, and that's why I don't go on Twitter. But so anyway, the prime minister was wearing a like he's wearing denim and a flannel shirt. I'm not sure what he was supposed to be for his costume. Someone said a trucker, but I didn't see it. A blue collar worker. Yeah, he's he seems to be going pretty easy on the costumes these days, given his past. <laughs> He's a recovering costumer. He's taking but, a bit of a break from it. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, his son Hadrian, who's nine, was dressed like the headless horseman. So he had he had it lo- looking like he was holding his head in his hands, yeah. and you know he was wearing like a cape, and there was some blood around his neck and stuff. And I actually thought it was a pretty good costume. Yeah. Some people were appalled Ooh. that, given the slaughter in the Middle East recently, that he would that the prime minister would tweet out this picture of his son in a costume depicting a beheading. And if it were just the usual outraged people online, I would ignore it, or I'd even think that maybe it was like phantom outrage. Is, is there like a connection to the Headless Horseman and what's going on in the middle? No, just the fact that just because there are reports of you know beheaded corpses and stuff. And the um, are people trying to say that this was intentional? Like no, that it was tone deaf. It was tone deaf of oh it was a tone God. deaf costume and a tone deaf picture to tweet out, given the the current circumstances in the Middle East. Um, mm. and it wasn't just, it wasn't just like, you know, the usual people who are angry online. There were pe- like members of the Canadian media, media who I even respect, like people whose writing I like, yeah. who were outraged that the prime minister would tweet this. And I was like, oh my God, it's a Halloween costume. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get the outrage. I have to be honest. Neither of them were intending to draw any connection That's what I was... to the beheading of real life children. No. That's insane. That is nuts to think that... Like, if you make that connection, you're the one making the connection. Yeah. <laughs> not them. Man. And this it gets even better. Not to be out crazy, many liberal supporters were then uh, trying to go after conservative leader Pierre Polyev, Uncle P, who dressed up like a lumberjack with a plastic axe because three days ago, someone was killed with an axe in Nova Scotia. This is I'm ridiculous. Like, He's a Why lumberjack are we drawing with a plastic axe. To, it's Halloween. It's, it's Halloween. Uh, Unbunch your panties. Yes. Take your panties, iron them. Okay. <laughs> Unbunch them. I could not believe it. That is. Like, why are we wasting our time drawing? I don't know. I don't think. I think people are losing their minds, Shauna. So I was like, these are just harmless Halloween costumes. Like, there's a nine-year-old kid with a headless horseman costume. Here's Pierre Polyev, dresses a lumberjack. Again, this has we, nothing to do with like, real-life violence around the world. There's a lot of things that we could, we could focus on to be angry about with these leaders. There are yeah. lots of things that we should maybe focus on. Uh, I don't think this is it. We probably sound like broken records, you and I, because we say that all the time. Yes, this is just... Save your breath for when there's something to really criticize, right? Which there is, right? So let's focus on that. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday we were talking about James Dolan, who is the CEO of Madison Square Garden Entertainment. He's the billionaire owner of the New York Rangers, the New York Knicks. Yeah, he seems a little uh, a little odd. Oh, yeah. Needless to say. He's also the guy behind The Sphere in Las Vegas, as you mentioned. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We were laughing about how he has this folk rock band called JD and the Straight Shot, and then he uses his wealth and his position to get the band huge gigs and to get their music into like 
shows on the networks that he owns. And I was laughing that he probably just built the sphere so that his own band can play it. <laughs> he like, expects you two, a band as big as you two, and then he's like, ah, we're going to play JD in the straight shot. It's going to play next. He expects his employees to attend his gigs. Oh and, like their God. absence is, it's, it's just wild. It's crazy. Uh, embarrassing stuff. Yep. I got this message from friend of the show, Kyle. And I'll read you what Kyle said. He's like, it's far worse than what you think. There's a podcast show about five hours long talking about how he made his money through an inheritance from his dad and how his dad bought him the Knicks uh, and the fans want him to sell the team. He said, but the reason that I bring you this to you is that there are, there are many people, celebrities and social media, that are terrified to even mention his name because he has a team of people that scour the internet and articles looking for anyone who talks ill of him oh. and blacklists them from ever setting foot in his establishments. My God. So Madison Square Garden, Radio City, The Sphere in Vegas, and uh, he's, he's got... So I, I listened to part to this podcast um, after Kyle sent this to yeah. me. And... Yeah, that is the claim, that they use facial recognition software at these venues, and hmm. if your face matches a name that they have blacklisted because you spoke ill of Jim Dolan or his band what or his What happened ownership. to Jim Dolan in his childhood that made him this way? <laughs> He's not know. okay. No. That is insane. Like, that is this insane is behavior. childish behavior. Like I, wow. Lots of places use facial recognition, right? And yeah. they, it, it was you know pitched in the, in the name of preventing attacks in public, preventing right, terrorism right. and that sort but of thing. But this is ridiculous. To, <laughs> because you spoke ill of... Holy so crap. You can you can read about this. Like even... So the, Spike Lee is a, is a Knicks super fan, right? He's always uh -huh. courtside at their games and he says he's been hassled by the security because Holy they track him hell. when he's in the building via facial recognition. And like former Knicks, former Knicks players have had trouble with security there hmm. and they claim it's all because they have... <laughs> spoken out about jim dolan well i'm glad i checked so, out the sphere prior to us talking about this man yeah because i mean if he gets wind of this we're probably not going to be going we're to any of those going, venues nope. i'd be so honored if i was blacklisted from that would be really cool jim actually. dolan's venues yep unless there's a band that i really want to see i know you go to madison or, square gardens and go and see your favorite band and all of a sudden nope you're, you're getting walked out nope but i love jd we heard you shot. called him childish <laughs> podcast it's unofficially throwback thursday on this radio program so here's something for you do you remember when it was fashionable for girls to toss a mini skirt over top of pants yeah, I do remember that look now. I just had a flashback to it, and I forgot I'd blocked that out of my memory because it was <laughs> the dumbest thing ever, but it was a thing. Like over jeans, too, right? Over jeans. Like, we're not talking leggings right now, whereas it gets cold and you can get it with... No, no. We're talking, like, jeans, like bell bottoms, and then you'd have a skirt over top of that. Why was that ever a thing? That was along the same time that it was also fashionable to have a long sleeve shirt and a short sleeve shirt over top of that. I was going to mention that. This, yeah. this is like late 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. We were layering up clothing in the late Backwards. 90s. Like the way so that you could display your layers. Yeah. So you could... I used to own a few shirts that were fake long sleeve, short sleeve. Yes. I had one of those too. It was just like the, the longer sleeve was just stitched into the shorter sleeve. Yes. It wasn't a, a double shirt. I had several of those. <laughs> so it looked like you were double shirting it when you weren't. Why was that a thing? Why? I don't know. It was stranger. The The pants thing is even weirder though. Like that one when I was like, why were we putting skirts over top of our... 
Skirts over pants. Over pants. You can make a layering argument for the shirt thing, at least. Right? Yes. Nowadays, I would layer a long sleeve shirt over top of a short That's sleeve shirt. That's the normal way of doing things, right? But there's no reason to put a skirt over nope. already pants. Mm-mm. You so. don't put a t-shirt over top of a hoodie either or skirt over pants. None of that makes sense. <laughs> it got me thinking, though, I wonder if down the line we're going to have a fashion thing come in where you put your underpants over top of your jeans. Like you're going to see people walking around with... Like Gitch a superhero? Over top of jeans. Now, it sounds ridiculous right now, but fashion normally does sound ridiculous, and then we get used to it and jump on board with it. So I could see that becoming a thing. Bras over, actually, bras over long sleeve shirts did become a yeah, thing. Yeah, I a remember that. One. So I wonder. Interesting if, look. Hmm. Interesting look. Yeah. Putting your, your gitch over top of your pants. I'm, I could see it. I will predict this right now. It's going to happen. I don't know when, but it will be a thing. Then you wouldn't even have to check your panties because your panties would be on the outside. That's very true. But they're easily checkable. Mm, yeah, yeah, everybody can check your panties for you. Check your panties. Check your panties. I don't have the clip. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours A weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like f*** they're gonna say f***. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.